Smells like harmless phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is Communist Party Boy Thoreau Smiley. Who's joining me this week? <laughs> uh, I'm Josh CC, and I'm a Marvel poser. I'm happy to be back on Bio Goomin Pheasants. I'm Brian Lesh. And I'm Alaric Weber, here to talk about fallopian tubes. Yes. Uh, welcome to our hysterectomy podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this is harmless phosphorescence. I promise we will not discuss. These four dudes will not talk about fallopian tubes anymore today. That is my guarantee. Um, this is the podcast. Oh, really? Oh, shit. All right. I'll, I'm going to dip out for a while, guys. Challenges. That sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Uh, this is the podcast you where, me? where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Atticus Burkett and Michael Beckwith. You can be a patron, too. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got a lot of bonus podcasts there. There's like a bunch. It's a buck a month. Just go do it. There's no reason not to. Uh, we just did a uh, Big Trouble in Little China with longtime friend of the show, Jerry Wagner. Yeah. Uh, look for that on Patreon. Worth joining on its own. Absolutely. If you want a little J-Wag, get yourself up in there. That's <laughs> what I always say. Wang. Would you? Can you say it again, though? If you want a little J-Wag, get yourself up in there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is your book quote. Uh, this that makes week, no sense. No. <laughs> Bear, like, big dog for midterms. That's my new it? morning alarm sound. So. <laughs> to the extreme. Uh, this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching Black Widow. I tell people my sister moved out west. You're a science teacher. Your husband, he renovates houses. You're thinking about moving, but you're going to wait until the interest rates go down. That's not my story. Before I was an Avenger, I made mistakes. And a lot of enemies. He's called Science Taskmaster. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated, fully conscious, but no choices. I should have come back for you. How many others are there? Enough. We have to go back to where it all started. So they never do that to anyone again. We're a family. We fight with you. You won't win. I've always found it best. Not to look into the past. Okay, you got a plan or shall I just stay dug and cover? My plan was to drive us away. Well, your plan sucks. At some point, we all have to choose what the world wants you to be and who you are. I made my choice. 
Body done running. Black Widow, <laughs> as despite what that trailer said, was not released May of 2020. <laughs> um, it was, in fact, released July 9th, 2021. A year, for a full 14 months later. I wonder why that happened. Um, hmm. It had a running time of 134 minutes. It cost $200 million. It happened because everybody's grandma forgot, refused to wear a mask. Yes. Uh, Let's face it. It happened because they'd rather eat uh, uh, a horse uh, dewormer. Than <laughs> the paste. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, let's see, uh, it cost 200 million. It was released in the box office. It made 379 million at the box office. Decent showing for, uh, for summer 21. And it was released same day and date. Disney plus premier access. They released their numbers. It made $125 million on Disney plus. It got, 20- they released the numbers on that. Yeah. It got, it got my 20 bucks. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. Yeah, uh, they will continue. <laughs> I have surrendered to the mouse <laughs> a long time ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, it it was a you know it it made its money back. It was not they they managed to make this profitable. I went in thinking I wasn't going to like it. I felt the same way about the Hawkeye series, and both of them not only changed my mind, but I I really like them. I like this movie. I I think it's a good movie that should have been come out five years earlier. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If this movie had come out that for sure, when it should have, it would have when been it should have. incredible. Yeah. People would have been like, Oh my God, black widow. It's amazing. But in, you know, I like its timeline order, yeah. but yeah, waiting screwed a lot of things up. Yeah. I mean, they would have had to have rethunk the end credit scene, but that's about it. Yeah, of course. That, that, that's the only thing that, yeah. yeah, that it, would have changed. It would have been great as the next movie after Civil War. It really would have been. Yes. Well, and yeah. like we could get there, but like a post credit scene would be her getting the team back together because that's what she says at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of the box office and its release date, uh, I think it's time we play the box office top 10 game. This is the game <laughs> where I will describe the movies released July 9th, 2021 into theaters. The fellas here are going to try to guess what movies those are. You guys ready to play the box office top 10 game? Gay. Five stars. <laughs> oh, we'll get to the reviews. Um, so, so when looking through box office mojo, I was almost expecting the crudes two to still be up here because... <laughs> Out of context sentences that rule. <laughs> they were okay. <laughs> Crudes two was hitting number one as late as March 2021. Wow. <laughs> yes, there was a global pandemic. Like it years was, from now, like how do we know? 
the crude. The crude. <laughs> no, it's crude's fever. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all. That was the spreader. It was. It was in the top ten. It was in the top ten through May. So. <laughs> the crude's do spread COVID more than. <laughs> spread COVID more than yeah. In our opinion. In our opinion. Yeah. Our, our data is starting to track. Yeah. Starting to skew this way, rather. I don't want to get sued by the crudes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the makers of the crudes, but the crudes themselves. <laughs> the crudes themselves. One of them is our hero, Nick Cave. That would be devastating. Yeah. Unless oh. they all had to appear as crudes in court. <laughs> crudes v. Lesh. Crudes v. Lesh. I need a good attorney. <laughs> Goddamn good one. A trauma diagnosis. You need to get frozen caveman attorney. Yes, unfrozen caveman lawyer. Yes. That's exactly who you need. I'm just a simple caveman. I think there's little people living inside your TV boxes. But one I'm thing confused I... by this flying machine. Now I have another doers and rocks, baby. But one thing I do know is that the jury must find my <laughs> client innocent. Uh, um, here we go. We're going to jump into the box office top 10. The number 10 movie of the week. A couple investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. Uh, conjuring. Still conjuring. <laughs> it is a conjuring. Any any idea which one? This is the one that went to HBO. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah this. Day and date on HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the third one. I have no idea. I have no idea how many they made. <laughs> Look who's conjuring now. <laughs> Basically, it's the conjuring. The devil made me do it. <laughs> that sounds like a porno spoof of it. <laughs> no, the spoof would be the devil made me do her. Her, yeah. That's a, that is uh, true. Um. At number nine at the box office, a stripper embarks on a wild road trip to Florida. <laughs> That's just a fact. This, I don't know. I don't, hmm. I might have to oh, check this out. It's uh, an A24. Dang it. I remember, uh, I remember this one. It's, just, it on it's just a person's NPR. name. Of one, yeah. one, one first name. Dave. <laughs> Yes, the stripper is named Dave. <laughs> Misty? No, no, it's Mandy. Brandy. <laughs> Cinnamon. It's called Zola. Fantasia. The other Fantasia. Uh yeah. <laughs> Michael with a B. Curvassier. Um, yeah. It's called Zola. <laughs> okay, Zola. Uh, um, number eight. Uh, okay. Thomas and B are now married and living with Peter and his family. Bored of his life, Peter goes to the big city where he meets shady characters and ends up creating chaos for the whole family. <laughs> Smurfs too? No. But it, it is, seems like it's something. not Peter Smurf. No, it is a two though. <laughs> it's a sequel. <laughs> Peter Smurf. Uh, yeah, because they all they all indicate their character traits. <laughs> Except for him. 
It is a CGI movie. It is a number two. Is it The Croods 2? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Is it... Um, hmm. It's based on a book series. Either. A popular book series for children. Bridge Older. to Terabithia. I don't know. It's Peter Jackson. <laughs> Peter Jackson. I mean Peter Percy Jackson. No, that's first. <laughs> Percy. Peter Rabbit. Yes. Oh, Peter Rabbit. Oh. Peter Rabbit Two: The Runaway. <laughs> I'm sure Beatrice thought of Peter wrote Jackson. That. <laughs> <laughs> Runaway. It's like, hey, my. <laughs> This is a CGI version of Peter Jackson. He's like, I'm Story. off to direct a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> good, good on you. It's going to take half my life. Uh, at number seven. Huh. Okay. Uh, Michael continues his friendship with Darius as they try to save Darius's wife, Sonia. Glad they stuck together. Saving this my is- marriage. This is apparently also okay, a sequel. I have, I, I, this, it's starring Samuel L. Jackson, Ryan Reynolds, Selma Hayek, Antonio Banderas, and Morgan Freeman. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Not The Hitman's Bodyguard. It's the sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. The Hitman's Bodyguard's wife. The Hitman's wife's bodyguard. A wife's bodyguard? Not yeah. the bodyguard's wife. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any of those movies. They look, no, they look fine. <laughs> That's how I feel about action movies now. Like, yeah, that looks fine. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. Like, like action movies, they used to be like, yeah, die hard. Let's die harder. Let's do it. But now it's like, <laughs> eh, that looks fine. Yeah, they're still fighting. It's never <laughs> been the same since the last action hero. <laughs> it's true. That was the end. I know. <laughs> Uh, at- <laughs> After when Liam Neeson just kept having things taken, I'm like, I think you're the problem. <laughs> so I'm gonna just leave out. <laughs> Sorry. At, okay, right. at number at number six, I'm just gonna leave out the second half of the sentence. A live action prequel feature film. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it it is exactly that. Um, it was another day and date one. It was uh, kind of part of a, I guess, I don't know if you can call it a franchise. There's a number of films and both live action and cartoon made starring the, with this IP. It is Disney. Pinocchio? No, oh. no. <laughs> Thank but God. it was like one of oh. those kind of things? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, adaptation kinda. of a fairy tale? Uh, no, no was not no. an adaptation of a fairy tale, but it is Disney. Hmm. Um, the Let's see. The main character has has in the past been played by... Um, uh, 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 not Meryl Streep, but the other one. Um, <laughs> the Glenn author. Close? Glenn Close, thank you. How, how'd you know that's oh. what I meant, Al? The, oh, is this the... The other Meryl Streep. That's... Yeah. Yeah, that's all you have to say. Yeah. Glenn Close, yeah. Uh, this is the Emma Stone um, Cruella movie? Yeah, Cruella. Yeah. Cruella. Cute. Yeah. I'm sure it was fine. Um, Emma Stone's always cute. <laughs> uh, at number four. Well, these characters are two-dimensional. I love when they complain. <laughs> like, right. The fish is a different color. Like, <laughs> she's not Hamlet. <laughs> Which could be any color, but, you know, it's like... 
great. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, the thing with The Little Mermaid, everyone's so upset about Ariel. Well, you know, certain people are so upset about Ariel. No one's <laughs> talking about what they did to Flounder. They they butchered that I saw that picture the other day. It was terrifying. What the fuck yeah. did they do to that fish? Yeah. <laughs> they fry him up and... No, you got to look at it on the internet, man. That's oh. CG, it man. is haunting. Yeah. Um, I hope it all takes place under the Pacific Garbage Patch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what should be upsetting you. <laughs> okay, so this was what? What did you? Oh, Cruella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And at num- okay, at number five at the box office top ten, following the events at home, a family now face the outside world, forced to venture into the unknown. They realize that there's many threats. I had to <laughs> going outside. <laughs> the movie kind of that's the one with the pants with the uh spider-man Travel. and uh star lord the the spider-man of the traveling pants <laughs> yeah i'm intrigued by that movie i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> I mean, there was a oh, there was a movie where the dad is the that, pants yeah 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 no 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 that, the that top uh, half of the body or yeah whatever. no it's not that it's not that this is a sequel um what it, is that it's it's got, it was uh, the fairy tale one where they're like elves and it's Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Uh, it was okay, a Pixar. It was a Pixar. Um, thank you. I know what you mean now. Uh, this is this is a sequel. It's a horror franchise. What? And every time every time I I see it, I always oh, I'll have to tell you afterwards. Otherwise, that'll give it away. Um, it is directed by an ex sitcom star. Who everybody kind of likes. Raymond? No. Everyone definitely likes <laughs> No. <laughs> Ron Howard. No, no, not no. Ron Howard. A That's more a modern great guess one. To the- a more modern one. Um it's a it's, sitcom star? Uh, he was a sitcom star, yes. Is this a Kirk Cameron movie about nope. Jesus and nope. stuff? Nope, nope, no, 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 no. A sitcom. Did Roger Carn from Home popular Game sitcom Game that movie? I think we all generally like. Is it Corn Talk with Garn? No. <laughs> um, this is, uh, it's about a place without much noise. Oh, oh Krasinski, the quiet, quiet place. place. Quiet Place. Uh. Quiet Place Part 2. Every time I see it for a sec- split second, I'm like, all quiet on the Western Front Part 2. <laughs> Wait, they did yeah, a Part same 2? Premise. What's that? Yeah, they, they were still quiet. Yeah, they did a Part 2. <laughs> Even quieter. I saw an interesting meme. It's like, why didn't yeah. they just live under or by a waterfall? Hmm. Yeah. And they could whisper to each other at least. Yeah. The Quiet Place was, Part 2. Shh. Was, was it one of you <laughs> guys? Shush. I can't remember. Uh, was it one of you guys that watched like the first 40 minutes of The Quiet Place on mute and didn't realize? I think it, that sounds like it. It sounds like something I would have done. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been or, me, or, actually. I think maybe it was somebody I, else. Anyway. No, I feel like I remember being confused, even yeah. though I knew that was the name of the movie. Like, it's really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like something I'd say or do, but yeah. Uh, at number four, all the rules are broken as a sect <laughs> of lawless marauders decide to not stop marauding at daybreak. <laughs> oh, I know the forever purge. Yes. At sales. At sales. 
Hit her, the forever purge. That's a fucked up movie. They're all dumb, but that's fucked up. Yeah, they're hunting um, migrants. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That, no. That's why they don't stop the purge. Do those people get killed at the end, though? The bad people that are hunting the migrants, <laughs> or is it like usually? I think it was Jason Voorhees' mom at the end. But <laughs> <laughs> point it's, being, it was the purge's yeah. mom in the first one. <laughs> Um, yeah, Brian. I mean, yes, the migrants are the uh, protagonists. Absolutely. Oh, okay. That's okay. that's why the birds didn't end it. Because Texas didn't, just like Juneteenth, they just didn't get word yet. Oh, yeah. Assholes. Okay. Um, okay. The, okay. So uh, at number two this week, the Templeton brothers have become adults and drifted away from each other. <laughs> but they're brought back together. Uh, to inspire uh, for a new family business. Family business. <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. But the Templeton Twins. Um, um, this is also a sequel. What? <laughs> oh yeah, because we're supposed to know who they are, right? Because they came back I guess, together. Yeah, they came back together. Um, yeah. Uh, the so. The, the plot to this is actually insane, but I'll talk about it after we guess the movie. Is the business magic related? I, kind of. It's insa- insane. I, I mean, this franchise is insane. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't understand it. Okay. I don't know. Um, the first one starred Tommy McGuire. He did not come back for the second. Um, uh, Alec Baldwin is in there. Uh, what? It's, uh, ooh, day and date in theaters and on Peacock. <laughs> it's a DreamWorks animated film. Oh, is this those, like, Guardians? They're, like, holiday no, characters or no, something? No, 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 no. That's, all right. that's that would be Jesus, so much right. better. So much better than what this is. Did you call the cops on me? <laughs> all right. Um, this is The Boss Baby 2. <laughs> Family business. Oh, shit. They took a screensaver and made two movies. <laughs> so this, oh, fuck. So, so the premise of The Boss Baby 2 is that the original Boss Baby grew up. And so he comes back. Him and his brother come back and like to home. And the new Boss Baby de-ages them and turns them back into babies so that they can go be in the baby Boss business factory and i <laughs> and i think that uh, amy sedaris is a bitch boss lady boss <laughs> uh, sure <laughs> i don't know uh, is the baby from boss baby a product like a robot no there there is an actual baby he's a baby oh. and just a baby who's when also you said- a boss Boss yeah. Baby Factory. I thought they were making no, more Boss Babies. Like, oh, I don't they, know what they have some sort of business. They have some sort of Boss Baby business. In fact, like I don't know what they do, but they do some sort of business. There are two of them, which means they're a series. We could do that. Uh, oh. Boss Baby. Yeah. Do you love bosses? No. Do you love babies? Not really. <laughs> well, have we We've got, got the movie for you. Right. Um, uh, that was number three, actually. At number two... The crew must take on an international terrorist who turns out to be a hero's estranged brother. Why are they always international? Why not? It's just like, this guy's from Iowa. <laughs> it's, you are muted, Brian. 
just thinking out loud. Ah, uh, um, that's the best the way, brother. This yeah. is this is a series that we will probably be doing. Uh, is this uh, Fast and the Furious number number nine? Nine number nine. Number nine. <laughs> yes, it is F nine. The fast. They transform saga. into robots at one point, right? If we watch all these movies, there's got to be a payout. <laughs> Those are in the same universe, I assume. I assume so. I mean, after nine movies, they could be in any universe. They started I mean, out as something they, after. <laughs> they started out as car thieves, and I in mean, the newest one, they're going to space. I like I don't know what the fuck this series is. The first two I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I like cars and car movies. But but too. again, the the fans of the series say it doesn't get going till the fifth movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Like what the fuck is this? Wow. Yeah, aren't they stealing CD players in the first one? I still have never seen any of those movies. I only saw the first it. one. I only ever saw the first one. So um, yeah, they're and, badass street racers, and they soup up cars in their chop shops, the, and the, you know the, they're kind of criminals, but they're kind of not. The first and, one is just car racing, uh, Point Break. Yeah, yeah, and I again, if you that. if you like cars at all and car shots, then the first couple are good. Yeah, then it just gets crazy. Yeah. I think Tokyo Drift looked good, but I can't remember if I saw it. Oh, and apparently the timeline's insane because apparently Tokyo Drift takes place after, like, several of the ones <laughs> that come later on. <laughs> These are movies where it's just like I'm on my phone when they're talking and I'm watching the car scenes. <laughs> uh, uh, and the number one movie, Natasha Romanoff confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. That's right. It is the woman whose husband is dead spider movie. Paso muerto. <laughs> Interesting that the ledger line made it into the yes. promo for it because yeah. that's one of her like defining characteristics. I was going to say they made two necessary jokes. That paw, that uh, pose that Black Widow always does because she has no other real pose. Yeah. And then the, the ledger joke. Those they, were great. I had, I, I, I had much, to address those. I very much enjoyed the deconstructing of the, her specific character tropes. It was yes. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the character and comic book background. Mr. Professor Weber. Will you please Hi. tell us what Esquire. we need to know about Black Widow and her associated characters? Um, real quick, since uh, Josh brought it up, uh, and before I forget, uh, it was the the whole the whole posing thing in the movie uh, was uh, something that Florence Pugh uh, did off screen. Oh, awesome! Um, and then the director decided to bring it in because it was so funny. That is awesome. Flo That's awesome because I love her. I love Florence Pugh, and she is the breakout of this movie. Absolutely. And, the and that's one of the funniest jokes. Yeah. 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 Running gag. Well, because you know why she said it to her? Because she found out that if you landed like that, you would break bones. From <laughs> yeah. The, like, like the physics. It's of very it. it's like, impractical. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're like, and then person, the hair. Yeah. What's with the hair? She says it in such a little sister. Like that is dumb like it's a non sequitur they're in that little shop buying things <laughs> and she just it's like a little sister making fun of you it's gorgeous i'm so glad she made it up yeah so um i'm pretty sure that uh, i had saved an extensive look into the black widow for this movie because we knew it was upcoming and 
she's only previously appeared in large ensemble <laughs> movies. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say has only previously appeared in twelve movies. <laughs> <laughs> in every other one. Um. So, so for but okay. So the Black Widow, Natalia Alyanovna, Natasha Romanova. That's a name. Natasha is uh, the the uh, the familiar version of Natalia, I suppose. <laughs> um, I'm and, she goes by Natasha with the Y, but it's not where you yeah. think. <laughs> and, and I point out uh, Romanova rather than Romanov, because Romanov is the masculine version of a Russian surname, while Romanova would be the feminine version. Wait, wait, do they get? Do, do they have gendered last names? They do. Ah, I did not know that. Much like the Icelandic people. Except theirs are daughter or, you know. I'm not here to learn, guys. That's <laughs> I know, exactly. The Icelandic There's like huh. 30 of them. Created by Stan Lee, Don Rico, and Don Heck, the character of Black Widow debuted in Tales of Suspense number 52 in April of 1964. Introduced as a Russian spy and antagonist of Iron Man. She encounters Iron Man during an assassination attempt against the original Crimson Dynamo, Professor Anton Vanko. Um, at this point, she is uncostumed, appearing in evening wear and a veil. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Five issues Iron Man's later. Debut. Five issues later, Natasha recruits pre-superhero Hawkeye to her cause. Pre-superhero. Uh, pre-superhero. <laughs> he had applied. His paperwork hadn't gone through HR yet. <laughs> I'm still in um, my first 90 days. I don't get health care yet. Recall that Hawkeye started out as a carny and a criminal. Yep. What's a carny? I'll never a carny, forget. Though. Little hands. Little hands. Smell like cabbage. Natasha's government later provides her first Black Widow costume which appears to be a strapless black one-piece bathing suit with fishnet or webbed stockings and arm coverings, a half cape, and stylized domino mask. Um, <laughs> That's what the Russians gave her eventually. Yeah. Uh, she was showing a lot of skin. <laughs> and then the warm climbs of Moscow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as well as her high-tech weaponry, including a pair of wrist-mounted energy weapons dubbed her Widow's Bite. Romanova would eventually defect to the United States, in part because of her love for Hawkeye. And she would become an ally of the Avengers. <laughs> no, that's Canada, dude. I know. If you love hockey, you defect to Canada. And if you love Hawkeye, you defect to... I don't know. United States. <laughs> No, to Ohio. They're the Hawkeyes, right? No, they're the Jayhawks. <laughs> no, okay, um, the answer is nobody loves Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pre-Avenger. Um, she would become an ally of the Avengers before officially becoming its 16th member many years later. <laughs> she played bass. Black, <laughs> Black Widow's look would be updated in 1970 by John Romita. Her short black hair was replaced by shoulder-length red hair, and she donned a skin-tight black costume with wristbands that fired spider threads. Like now that it's the swinging seventies, Romita's awesome. 
Um, and that was back, that was based on an old uh, character, Miss Fury, uh, from the Golden Age, um, who looked a lot like modern age Catwoman, sort of the, the skin tight suit, cat, cat mask, and a cat tail. Uh, mm. But the John Romita's oh, yeah. cited Miss Fury as the inspiration for Black Widow. Took off the mask, took away the tail, just left the skin tight <laughs> black suit. Like, you know, this character needs no cat. <laughs> um, Black Widow had her first solo series in Amazing Adventures, number numbers one through eight, August of 1970 to September of 71, sharing the split book with the Inhumans. Immediately after, Black Widow co-starred in Daredevil, numbers 81 through 124, November of 71 to August 75. Issues 92 through 107 were cover titled Daredevil and the Black Widow. Um, after being phased out of the Daredevil storyline, Widow became leader of superhero team The Champions for 17 issues. Was their leader Freddie Mercury? It was not. No, it was Black Widow. Their leader was Black Widow. Well, oh, good. For just a little while. No, I get your joke. I raise, like... my hand. I raise my hand. I get your joke. Uh, throughout the 80s and the 90s, Widow appeared frequently as both an Avengers member and a freelance agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Black Widow would continue to appear in many guest spots in self-titled series up to present. Romanova's backstory was retconned in 2004. Originally simply an orphan of the Battle of Stalingrad in 1942, raised by surrogate father Ivan Petrovich, and becoming a Soviet spy for love of the motherland, it was revealed that Nasha, Natasha, not Nasha, Natasha was raised from very early childhood in the USSR's Black Widow Ops program. Trained in combat and espionage at the covert Red Room facilities, she is bio and psychotechnologically enhanced, explaining her unusually long and youthful lifespan. Oh, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> During that time, she had some training and a short romance with the Winter Soldier. Hello. <laughs> um, I believe I mentioned in a previous episode that Romanova was a gifted ballerina. It turns out that this was one of the many false memories implanted by the Black Widow Ops program. Oh, man. <laughs> That's like, she couldn't even dance. <laughs> She's like, I thought it was great. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> they never pl played the song she knew. Yeah. They're all doing plies and she's doing the Macarena. She's doing like the sprinkler. <laughs> like The chicken dance. <laughs> All right, moving on to Yelena Belova. She was the second modern age character to use the Black Widow name. She first appeared in Inhumans number five, March of 1999, created by Devin Grayson and J.G. Jones. Yelena was trained as a spy and assassin in the Soviet Red Room. Originally sent to kill Natasha Romanova, the two later became allies. Oh. She has been Gal a member pals. of Gal Pals forever. <laughs> Traveling pants. <laughs> she has she has been a member of Shield, Vanguard, and Hydra. Under Hydra, she was changed into a version of Super Adaptoid. 
Um, other notable aliases include White Widow, Crimson Widow, Pale Little Spider, and Ruskaya. So many colors of widow. A rainbow of widows. And Yelena Belova is the first confirmed asexual character in the Marvel Universe as of 2003. Hmm. <laughs> I disagree. But what, is, what does man thing get down with? Right. <laughs> he loves the swamp, man. Uh, he, he gets down with woman thing. Fair enough. <laughs> Captain Hand, of course. <laughs> Mother Earth. Just... Like I said, he loves the swamp. That's true. Swamp thing. Swamp thing fucks. All right. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> That's true. Wrong thing. Pardon. Um, Alexei Shostakov, the Red Guardian, created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema, first appeared in Avengers number 43, January of 1967. Alexei was the husband of Natasha Romanova. He was a test pilot and KGB agent before training as a Soviet counterpart to Captain America, known as the Red Guardian. While Black Widow became disillusioned with the KGB and defected, Alexei remained loyal and became more ruthless, ruthless and vindictive. However, Alexei later died saving the lives of Natasha and his sworn enemy, Captain America. Oh. There would be enough there would be six other characters to use the Red Guardian name. Communists. And then we have Melina Vostakova. Um, aka Iron Maiden. Oh, that's her. Okay. Created by Ralph Macchio. No, not that Ralph Macchio. Ah. Oh. And George Perez. First appeared in Marvel Fanfare number 11, November of 1983. Most notably, an enemy of Natasha Romanova, Black Widow. Iron Maiden is a master martial artist, assassin, spy, weapon expert, and horticulturist. <laughs> and a hell of a cook. And she wears a lightweight but strong exoskeleton that enhances her strength and durability. Where do I this, get one of them? <laughs> uh, you know, Big Five. <laughs> Men's Warehouse. Uh, this movie also portrays Antonia Drakov, a female version of Taskmaster from the comics. Taskmaster, uh, the male version, was created by David Michelini and George Perez. Debuted in The Avengers number 195, May of 1980. Um, Taskmaster, a.k.a. Anthony Masters. Now I, uh, I, I caught that halfway through. Anthony versus Antonia. Um, Anthony mm -hmm. Masters possesses photographic reflexes that allow him to mimic any fighting style, but at the cost of his long and short-term memories. I always liked that character. I always liked him aesthetically as well. I think this is an interesting take on it. I know people were very upset, but I'm like, okay, I liked well, the take. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see where we go with I this. I mean, I think people just felt like they didn't like Taskmaster should have been like a bigger bad, not like a henchman of the big bad. But I but heard that the fact that she was a woman in the end. Well, I mean, there's always going to be people with issues with that. Yeah. 
but I, I, I think it was an interesting way to introduce the character and then make them. Mm-hmm. You can see there is a good side in the sense that they are now going with the good guys at the end. Yeah, she's. We're not. I don't yeah. think we've seen the last. I'm sure yeah. Taskmaster's in Thunderbolts, right? If not in the team, she'll probably be. Yeah. I, I think that there is a lot that they can do with that character. And that actress is incredible. So she just was yeah. silent this whole movie. Wait, who cares who's under the mask? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, And that was the sum total of our uh, comic book history. All right. Thank you, Professor Thank you. Weber. That brings us to the production of the film itself. Um, this movie has writing credits from Eric Pearson, Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. Uh, Eric Pearson, we've uh, seen a lot of work from Eric. He uh, has uh, writing credits or uncredited rewrites on Ant-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Pokemon, Godzilla vs. Kong. He, he writes a lot of big movies. Um, There's a workhorse. Yeah. Um, Ned Benson has a story by credit. Uh, which is, um, he, uh, he, he works with Jack Schaefer. Ned Benson is <laughs> biggest claim to fame is that is Jessica, Jess, Jessica Chastain's ex. And he made a movie called the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was, that case was open and closed. <laughs> yeah, it was open. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jack Schaefer also has a story by credit. Uh, she was the showrunner for WandaVision. Um, and uh, the upcoming Agatha Co- uh, uh, Coven of Chaos. Coven of Chaos, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a question. Uh-huh. Since you guys uh, read the Reddit boards and stuff. Is, uh, is Henry Dean, is that his name? Harry or Henry Dean Morgan? Um is he going to be Mephisto, or is Sasha Baron Cohen cast as Mephisto? I don't think there's... I've seen both. I've seen a lot of rumors. I don't think I've seen anything that leads me to believe one thing over another at this point. Oh, yeah. I thought I saw an official, like... But I think that the Sasha Baron Cohen thing was supposed to be, like, pretty solid. Yeah? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. It's been a while, but, yeah. I'm down with Sasha Baron Cohen. I mean, that's good casting. <laughs> it, it will be the craziest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. yeah. I'm real sure. down with that. Um, let's see. Yeah. And Jack Schaefer, she also has uh, screenwriter credits on Captain Marvel, um, <laughs> as well as Olaf's frozen adventure. Uh, anyways, um, I, I saw a funny thing. I was watching some of the press on this on YouTube and Scarlett Johansson said that she came to Kevin Feige cause he had asked her like, well, what, what do you want to do? And she had this super esoteric head space kind of movie. He was like, I, I don't think I can do that. And then he pitched his movie to her. And she was like, I don't think I can do that. And they just both decided to do a, go a completely different path. I thought that was funny that they started discussing it <laughs> between the two of them, though. Like, what kind of movie do you want to make for yourself? That, that made for a fun, like, there's a lot of money on the line for something like that. Just to start with that conversation. It's, it, no, it's, it's crazy how all these movies do kind of start, like, with that like, like, yeah. like, we're artists. What is our artistic vision here? <laughs> like, it's weird, but it, it was fun to see her be like, you know, very happy with the whole process too. It seemed, you know, whatever. She's probably talking to a dozen 
press a uh, press interviewer people every 15 minutes, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was directed by Kate Shortland. Um, she's probably best known for directing Somersault, which was kind of like a big festival hit in the mid two thousands. Um, she's made a few, she, she made a bunch of indie movies, not a bunch. She made a few indie movies and then it's one of those things where they're like, Hey, indie director, come direct our MCU movie. Don't worry about the action sequences. We'll take care of that. <laughs> um, I haven't seen any. It of It was her- well directed. Yeah, no, it was good. I haven't seen any of her other films, so I don't really know what her voice is like. But um, I mean, there's a lot of heavy subtext, but she handles it in a way that is not heavy <laughs> or over your head. Yeah. Um, she's also directed four episodes of a TV show called Smilf, which I have to assert- assume is about a Smurf I'd like to fuck. Uh, when i was a kid that's what it meant uh we, our stars of course again are um scarlett johansson we've discussed her numerous times on this show florence pew uh this is our first pew, time pew, pew. this is our first, pew. our first time with florence pew in this uh show um she was uh she's a british lady she uh was a uh, did a lot of british stuff uh bbc a lot of stage in london a lot of shakespeare um little women yeah well yeah 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 and then of course yes she she probably came to most people's um let's see midsummer midsummer is probably where she really came onto people's radar yeah and she was in a horror movie a b horror movie called i think malicious malevolent um, which is malevolent which is really an interesting concept it's about a brother and sister who are fake paranormal hunters who scam people into like cleansing their houses. Mm. They get scammed. It is actually pretty good for yeah for for a b whore. It's not bad. She's just very watchable, man. She and is. I, I, I don't mean that she's beautiful. She is beautiful, but she's has a watchable charisma. She's got to think. She has movie star quality, which not yeah. every big actor does, especially these days. Um. But absolutely. Um, <laughs> she's in the currently in theaters for at least another five minutes. Don't worry, darling, which. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I yeah, haven't watched seen it. it. Yeah. Um, I just know mostly about like the the drama behind the scenes. So I don't even know. Oh, I don't know any of that. Shit, yeah. I was here for the hot goss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. So Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. <laughs> hot goss anyways um then uh let's see david harbour we've talked about him a number of times i think we last saw david harbour on uh, hellboy yeah um let's see yeah hellboy uh starring as rick mason <laughs> ot fagbenny fagbenley i don't know how to say the man's last name and i apologize <laughs> Fag Benley. Um, he is British. Uh, he plays, yeah, he was Rick Mason. He's done mostly a lot of British TV. Um, Olga Kurilenko as Taskmaster. Oh, uh, OT was um, the husband in um, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that guy. 
Um, yeah. So Olga Korelenko as Taskmaster. Um, she has, yeah, she works a lot. She was in Quantum of Oh, she was a Bond girl. Oh, the Quantum of Solace Bond girl. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, she was always, she was, she was funny and sassy in that, you know? Yeah. Classic Bond girl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she was also in the, oh, Terry Gilliam's The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, a movie which is the, the, the making the documentary about how he didn't make that movie was so much better than the actual movie. Yeah, the documentary was crazy. It was it was sad. It was like oh, it yeah. was an act of God. Yeah. What happened to that? Absolutely. But um yeah. The actual film itself was kind of meh. I don't feel like Terry Gilliam is what um, he used to be. Oh no, no, no. Um, it, yeah, James Bond is all over this movie, so it was cool that that yeah. they had a Bond chick in it. Yeah, it's Moonraker. Yeah, yeah, and oh, we see Moonraker in the movie. That's what she's watching, right? Yep, that's what she's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. William Hurt was back as uh, Thaddeus Ross. Uh, won't be going forward. Well, and she definitely they they wrote in a line to get them out of that with the. How's your triple heart or your triple bypass? That's your third one or whatever. Well, I don't, are they talked about this? I don't, are they going to like address it in universe? I was under the opinion. Harrison Ford is just going to straight up play the same character. We'll see, but I, I, they'll probably just, that's why he looks different is because he, because he looked different in surgery. That's true. <laughs> it's like I, I mean, it's like I, it, this is not a Chadwick Boseman situation. Like, uh, can yeah. we replace this oh, monotone, I, angry old white guy? And you know what? Everybody's going to say, it, "What a significant upgrade!" Oh, absolutely. Like, Harrison Ford yeah, over William Hurt. Fuck yeah. Well, especially if he's going to end up being Red Hulk. You know the. Yeah, so exactly. If I want Harrison an Ford angry sure. old man, I just that's cannot. The one I'm choosing. I I just cannot wait for 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 talk show people to ask him about Red Hulk, and he's like, "What? Red what? Yeah. I'm not Red Hulk. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Look at my earring. Uh, Is Red Hulk gonna wear an earring? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> Will Thunderbolt Rose? I just can't. I can't wait for him. Ah, yelling. Just mad, and they're going to turn it into Hulk sounds. Oh God, Harrison Ford. Um, yeah, so we got Ray Winstone as uh, Drakov. Um, Ray Winstone's been around a very, very long time. Um, yeah, been working since the seventies. Uh, let's see. Oh, he was in Quadrophenia. I don't know if I knew that one. Um, hmm. He's been a badass in a lot of movies. Yeah, Did he yeah. break out in? Sexy Beast. I feel that? like that's the one that I I think that America first. noticed. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Sexy Beast. Um. Cold Mountain. Uh. Oh, that's. Oh my God, he played the Beaver in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Weird. <laughs> well, he played when I Beowulf. Think... Yeah, he was Beowulf in that CGI in that, CGI one. Yeah, that awful, awful one. Oh, and speaking of Harrison Ford, he was in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ray Winstone. Um, Rachel Wise showing up as Melina Vostikoff. Uh, oh, let's see. She's probably best known for the Mummy movies. Like, like that's uh, what, pro- what was the Aronofsky movie 
with oh, uh, it was, uh, Hugh Jackman. That won some awards. Yeah, uh, The Fountain. The Fountain. That was like Aronofsky's version of like 2001, basically. That movie was a trip. Yeah, she's worked steadily. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's in a ton of stuff. She's great. Um, yeah, yeah, she was. She in, was a name to get. She, yeah, she was in the Bourne movies, or at least a couple of them, I think. Um, oh, she was in the Oz, the Great and Powerful, which was Sam Raimi's last movie before um, Doctor Strange. Oof, and she was, of course, in the Deep Blue Sea, not the one. Not the Rennie Harlan one. Uh, not the, the shark one. Not the shark one. The Damn, not the shark one. one. Yeah. <laughs> the shark one's dope. <laughs> yeah. The shark one's insane. Rennie Harlan, man. I love it. Um, uh, recall that we saw her in Constantine. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, she was in that. Uh, she played twins. The twin that died and the twin that was the the main yeah. protagonist after Constantine. That's right. Um, so as far as this movie's background, um, Lionsgate tried to make a Black Widow movie in 2004. Um, it was supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> um, it was supposed to be uh, written by David Hayter. Um, and uh, nothing happened with that. He said he never felt comfortable finding the place for the movie to land. Um, then Emily Blunt was going to play Black Widow in Iron Man 2, and she was supposed to get a solo movie. But then, of course, she didn't, and ScarJo I'm took glad. It. Yeah. I love Emily Blunt, but I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, me too. Um, but she got the freaking movie deal, and ScarJo didn't, right? What movie deal? That they would give her a movie. Yeah. Going in. Oh. Yeah. ScarJo. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ScarJo didn't. But after Age of Ultron, Kevin Feige said they were going to make a Black Widow movie and then just didn't for five years. I want to know more about him. Right. Um, yeah. Because uh, he seems put together, but then sometimes he seems like at the end of She-Hulk like the, or that. Or that he's George Lucas and makes decisions under the tranquilizer hazes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so it, it seems like they just spent pro- like the second half of the tens just trying to figure out what it was supposed to be. Um, the uh, let's see, they met with a lot of people. Um, uh, that makes me wonder if a lot of the like early. To, not early 2000s, but like the, the 2000 late, uh, what do we call them? Aughts to early teens? Yeah. I call, I call um, them the aughts. Uh, there were a lot of really good Black <laughs> Widow one offs. Mm. And her storyline was going super strong. I wonder how many of those were movie pitches. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder. Um, w- one of the pitches, so Jack Schaefer did pitch this version. Um, Jessica Gao also pitched a uh, version of this. She's, the showrunner for She-Hulk. Um, her oh. version was going to be like uh, basically gross point blank. So it would have been Natasha like going to like a reunion yeah. at the Red Room. Yeah. Yes. She would have been planted in a high school to assassinate a target when she was in high school. And then 20 years later, she goes to the high school reunion. Oh my God. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, 
Fuck. I mean, it would have definitely been a lot lighter than the movie yeah. we got. <laughs> I think it would have been fun for them to make, and they probably would have pulled it off in some way. Yeah. Well, that that sounds like a fun movie with a different character. And yeah. If she had, if she had just what died, what the fuck does that have to do with Black Widow? Like we didn't. That would have been. They wild. needed to give this character depth, and they did. But yeah. imagine if they just made it a joke. I mean, it's like ScarJo would be a joke all the way through Endgame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they met with over sixty-five female directors, um, including Chloe Zhao. Um, uh, Ama Sante, um, like just apparently they met with every female director. Um, but uh, <laughs> they they started uh, production in October 2018 um, for a May 2020 release, and then <laughs> then the funniest thing happened. Um, yeah, yeah, it didn't. And you said, and we'll we'll get it out of the way one last time. If it had come out after Civil War. It, it it would have made perfect sense. And Al's right, the tacked on scene was totally tacked on. But other than that, you know, so we so we have already established that they sat on it way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they effectively used her corpse to announce a new movie. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Exactly what they did. Um, I guess I will mention So wait, is this an in memoriam movie? Mm. Oh, kinda, yeah. Uh, of the Black Widow, should pour remember. out a little for Natasha. I, yes. si- since this is her first uh, big screen appearance, um, I will go ahead and mention Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, Contessa Valentino. Yeah, um, who was uh, she, she did make her first MCU appearance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We are now in movies, which are in TV shows that we're not covering. But this was she's actually to be. in in universe now too. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but she was supposed to. Uh, yeah, she was already in the MCU. But this is her first big screen appearance. It was supposed to be her first appearance. Period. Um, but uh, we'll. Uh, did you know that uh, that she was twenty eight years old when she started Seinfeld? Wow, I did know that. Yeah, which is just insane because I don't know. A sign, Seinfeld 28 felt so much older than 28 feels now. Yes. They all seemed so much older. Mm. So that's about it for the background of the movie. Um, you guys ready to jump into this thing? At yes. least not. Mm-hmm. Jump out of it like a exploding airship. Oh, wait. I nearly <laughs> forgot. I almost always forget these reviews. So I do have a couple of reviews. A couple... <laughs> I bet a couple reviews from Letterboxd. We already got Josh's. Yeah, um, <laughs> it has seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is good. Um, so F- Frankie writes, "Shit, poop, ass, come half a star." <laughs> Shit, poop. They let him give half a star. Shit, <laughs> poop, ass, come. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love when you don't know if they're pro or con what they're saying. Half star for the movie, but is that a good thing? But also shit poop ass gum. Like, I don't even know. That's what I mean. Is that good? I'm surprised that stayed up. That's 
Yeah, that sounds that's like a free 12 speech, year old. I guess. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, mostly 12 year old yeah and uh jay scalo writes natasha's a raging lesbian five stars <laughs> oh that's cool feminist uh, twist on gay five stars do, oh, she like taskmaster's moves i yeah i guess uh so our raging raging <laughs> lesbian I feel like she's preoccupied with so like many Hulk things before raging, sex. Just like, ah! <laughs> I don't, I know they've tried to give her, you know, sexy type situations, but she seems like a very serious person. I don't see her as a, Hey, come up and see me sometime. No, but- I see her as a, if you ever fucking come up and see me, sometime, I'll murder you. <laughs> The the term raging lesbian just reminds me of one of my favorite internet videos. There's like this Karen trying to get into uh trying to cut the line at a at a uh nightclub and the bouncer um, oh, yes, is, pu- is pushing her away and she like slaps the bouncer so the bouncer punches her in the face and um she's like you're going to go to jail for hitting a woman and the bouncer goes you hit a woman and the bouncer goes I am a woman. I have a vagina. I dress like a man. Yes. Wow. It was just and like, just like, just a, just like a big, a, a big burly lesbian <laughs> bouncer. And she was like, you have the chick doesn't know how to process it. Yeah. She's like, how do I victimize myself now? It was amazing. Uh, I just like that phrase though. I have a vagina. It's, she uh, actually yells up a dyke first. That's right. I'm a dyke. I'm a dyke. Oh, you're right. Raging lesbian. I love she's a dyke. She keeps stuff out. I love that lady. She, she can come in. <laughs> You'd want a dyke for a bounce. So that's a good point. So, all right, here we go. Jumping into it. This is Black Widow. We open with two sisters. Two little little girls playing in a suburban neighborhood in 1995. Ohio. Ohio. Yep. Where apparently David Harbour. Look, if <laughs> if you want David Harbour to be put in Russian jail for his adopted daughter from <laughs> Ohio. Holy shit. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's the last Stranger Thing reference we'll make uh um they have dinner with mom and dad they're told by dad they're going on an adventure they're actually undercover russian agents he stole some shield intel and they're on the run they get chased by shield agents uh they get to an airfield and manage to escape in a small prop plane mom gets injured in the uh hijinks we see him flip the giant trailer over to show how strong he is yeah. yeah. So, and run as fast as a plane. Yeah. To show and cling to a plane's wing. Yeah. While it takes off. Exactly. He's a super soldier. You think he yep. took the whole flight to Cuba on the wing? Or do you I think wondered they, that myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm good, guys. <laughs> do you think they had enough fuel to get to Cuba? From Ohio? Hmm. <laughs> we also find but, out yeah. that Yelena's favorite song is American Pie by Don McLean. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cute little moment. But then, yeah, you get your high powered opening action sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They land in Cuba. Spy movie. 
Yeah. They get met by the Russian handlers, including uh, Drakov. Let's see. The youngest daughter freaks out. The eldest daughter protects her. She grabs a gun. Dad talks her down. Then they get tranquilized and they get taken back to Russia. We find out the older girl is Natasha Romanov. And she knew what was happening the whole time. Yeah, she knows. um, She was aware of the situation. Um, Because she said um, she's so young. And then dad says, you were even younger. Yeah. Yeah. She speaks Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We get a credit sequence and a title card over Natasha and her younger sister being reintegrated back into the Red Room training program and going kind of through the events, Natasha's history with the Red Room. Can we talk about the the Nirvana? Oh yeah, and the slow yes, thus thus are my my the opening tag for the uh, podcast. Yeah, they do a slow a slowed down version of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Okay, because the so, the not, not so subtle subtext, maybe it's not even subtext, but human trafficking is the under you know political message of this movie. Yeah. Um. So that that might be part of yeah. the song choice there. That. It was, it was an interesting choice. Sure. Um, it was. It, it made but it was that time period, too. The Batman. Mm, yes. Where they used Nirvana. What was it? Something in the way. Yeah. Um, I oh. think, not to compare apples to oranges, but this was just so very like, oh, that was it. You just slowed it down and had women sing. It's like, oh. Yeah, but I, it's, it's, I mean, that's the formula for every, like, yeah. pop, for every movie trailer now. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, even Ant-Man now is, like, it has Elton John and uh. well now there there's actually some interesting videos about why these songs are being chosen um goodbye yellow brick road has a lot to do with kang and if you think of loki and it then it makes a lot of sense um no woman no cry was used for wakanda forever which supposedly yeah. they're very purposeful but um this move but these scenes that we're seeing they're taking place in the 90s as well right the 90s through the 2000s it seems like because we kind of go through oh, the, like when the life. two romanoff girls oh yeah yeah at the that, beginning that yeah. tracks because she's yeah. yeah she would be 10 years old yeah. in like 91 or whatever probably a song she liked yeah yeah that was 95 95 uh according yeah. to the title card yeah there you go um so yeah we cut to 21 years later it's just after the events of Civil War. Natasha's being hunted by Thunderbolt Ross for being in violation of the Sokovia Accords. She hides out <laughs> undercover in Norway. The, the cat and mouse thing is fun. Yeah. She's so much better at it than he is. <laughs> yeah, totally. everyone is. I, I liked it. I don't know if I caught it the very first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it was kind of a, a blur. But then the third time, it's like, oh, wait. She's on a boat the whole time. Mm, yeah. 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 Well, and it's I, it's cleverly kinda, shot to trick yeah. you into just missing it almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think this the second time I watched it was like, wait, how'd she get on the boat? It's like, oh, she was always there. Yeah. Always there. Anyway. Um, she pushes her phone or something off the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh to yeah, she gets gets for the, the phone. The burner, yeah. Yeah. Um, we cut to Morocco. We meet Yelena. She's a Black Widow agent. Um, she's hunting another Black Widow agent who sprays her with a red mist. Which convenient red mist. <laughs> the red mist, which is uh, it's 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 the it's the uh, female uh, menstrual equivalent of a uh, squid spray. 
I apologize. Oh, come on. I'm, the I'm Red Room. I mean, there we can go on and on. This well, and they discuss about this they discuss how they women. were. Yeah, they discuss how they were sterilized. Like there is so much undertone about all of this. Not just Plus how they were sterilized, but it does. Yes. But yes, but then even like Alexi, it doesn't even occur to him. He's like, you guys have kids, you know, like he, he thinks because, the you know, the motherland is so great. They'll t- they, you know, mm-hmm. what they did was noble, even though they were prepubescent girls. It's just all those little fucking. Yeah. And then Al's right. The state for the good of no, the state. Yeah. This movie is 100 percent about. Um, you just, <laughs> I think they're sterilizing women in North Korea. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know what I mean? That, uh, you know, that motherland practice kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, and it's a red mist that frees her. <laughs> red mist. <laughs> um, so she's not. Not a, to be confused with Sierra mist. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. There is, there is a small refreshing. amount of Sierra mist in the red mist. It well, that's the. Uh, is it Sierra Mist Red? It's it's little. That's no- the transporting. <laughs> it's, it's little Cold known red. that that Mist Twist will sterilize you. Um, Everybody do the Mist Twist. Uh, so yeah. which one will? Because I'd like to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure any mountain. V. I'm pretty sure any Mountain Dew <laughs> will work. Um, I hope so. Uh, yeah, so, uh, she's now not under the mind control. She flees the others. Um, Taskmaster, Master is sent after her. Uh, meanwhile, Natasha's hiding out with the help of Rick Mason. Rick leaves Natasha with a box of mail from her Budapest safe house. She puts it in her car, drives into town after watching Moonraker. Um, on the way, though, she gets attacked by Taskmaster. Her generator died. Yeah. Yeah. Went in for petrol, as they call it there. <laughs> Those crazy Europeans. And uh, some aluminium, probably. <laughs> and a fuse. There was like a spark plug that went out. Yes. Uh, that was so she could yeah, Yes, she that's right. Goodbye without it. It was like, oh, uh, this can's empty. I'll just get some petrol while I'm there. Yeah. So my right. question is, was that sabotaged by Taskmaster. Oh, good point. To draw her out because in her house, <laughs> she's going to be way more equipped. You know, I like the idea. That I like the idea that Taskmaster is watching her through the window, watching Moonrake. <laughs> <laughs> watching Moonrake. Dad, Daddy just, never let me finish this movie. She's just like, I prefer gold <laughs> Goldfinger. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Natasha escapes from Taskmaster with some vials, which were in the mail from Budapest. She realizes they were from Yelena. She heads to Budapest, where she finds Yelena. They fight like sisters. And, and you this, feel like, oh, go ahead. As I say, this is her safe house from when she was with Hawkeye the first time. Right. Yeah, there are they, arrow holes in the. Yeah, exactly. Um, See, at first I thought. I thought they were fighting like sisters, but then I realized neither one of them uh, realized the other one is not under control. Okay. Interesting. So um, Yelena sees her and she's like, oh, you're you're probably still controlled by Dracoff. Hmm. Kind of thing. And vice versa. I don't know. Well, but she knew she was famous. 
as an Avenger. Yeah, she was an Avenger. True. Okay. She seemed to be talking Nexus. Um, it kind of reminded me of the scene in Kill Bill with Vivica and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, very much. Having women fight in the kitchen is um, interesting imagery. Uh, uh, isn't it though? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cool scene. Uh, yeah, so they have to uh, escape uh, from a bunch of Red Room operatives. And uh, Yelena explains that the vials are an antidote to the mind control drugs that General Drakoff uses to control Red Room agents. Natasha thought Drakoff was dead, having um, been killed by herself years earlier. But it turns out he's been active for many years working outside of normal government organizations. And, yeah, and inside regular don't we see a, mo- a fake montage like a Zelig? Yeah, type? at the very beginning, we see him. He's in the room all Bondi the time. And like um, everybody. Who else? Yeah, everybody. Pee Wee Herman at Studio 54. <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Uh, Condi Rice. Um, Yeltsin, I think. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, the clown from It. <laughs> <laughs> Chachi, Ralph Mouth. <sighs> All our pals from Cheers. Um, it's like a Sgt. Pepper's album cover. Uh, so uh, they get attacked by Taskmaster. Natasha and Yelena get away and escape. They, uh, they're on the road. They reconnect as sisters. They decide they're going to go after Drakov, find his secret Red Room headquarters, and take him down. They decide they need their old dad, Alexi, to help. I love the stealing of the car thing, too, because they're sitting there having a conversation, and both of them have already clocked where the keys went. Mm-hmm. I love Yelena talking about her vest. Like, it's so sincere yeah. and sweet. Like, she's never got to own anything. So you think about it on that level. And then she's trying to justify why it's so, and then she wants her older sister to be. It's just a genuine. It's why Florence Pugh is good at what she does. Florence Pugh is amazing, and she made Yelena instantly one of my favorite characters. Between this and what she does in the Hawkeye series, like, I just love this character. Well, in Hawkeye, they ramped it up to 11, man. Oh, my God. I just want a movie with her and uh, uh, what's her face? Um, Oh, uh, Hawkeye. Not, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Kate, yeah. Bishop. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Yeah. Um, but I just want to see them sitting in an elevator for two hours. Yeah, right? I'm down. That with is that. still one of the funniest thing that things uh, that's ever happened in the MCU. One thing that I remembered when I was doing comic history is it's very brief, but when we meet Alexi, he's doing the arm wrestling, and he actually arm wrestles a character named Ursa Major, who mm. is really a big character in the comics. They don't even say anything more than his name in this. In fact, he beats him, but. And they do mention Crimson Dynamo. I love that um, Yelena calls him that by mistake. <laughs> he gets all butt hurt. It's a uh, Red Guardian. <laughs> but anyways, they've got to rescue him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they uh, uh, contact uh, Mason. Mason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get a helicopter. Um, they then we call- they they ask for a jet. Yes. Yeah. But he, and they get a literal Cold War era helicopter. You know, yeah. Eastern European helicopter. It's great. Um, we cut to Alexi in prison. He's arm wrestling. He gets a message from the girls that they're coming for him and a little uh, earpiece. They do- I, I want a Red Guardian action figure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of cool. 
Yeah, totally. It does a lot. Ten inch. Does voices somewhat possible? Yeah, I love sounds. it. It expands the MCU. There are action figures of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does expand yeah. the MCU. Yeah, and I love his storytelling about Captain America. And I love and the he, questioning of the timeline. Yeah, he breaks Ursa's arm because he's like, "What year was that? I don't know, 83, 84? Uh Captain America was still frozen. <laughs> are you calling me a liar? But yeah, totally. Brian's right. I love. They did that a lot in Miss Marvel the series. Mm. Like, I, I don't. I like seeing merch. It just makes Stan Lee's, you know, his promise that it's our world. Like it's, it's our world. These people live in. So yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, he gets onto the roof. They show up. He escapes. Um, there's a big action fight scene. Um, uh, we uh, we get the Elena saying this is be a cool way to die. Yeah, she's so avalanche. cool. She is getting people complain about this scene because the bullets missing her, and I'm like, she is a fucking main character in a movie. Of course, the bullets are missing her. Are missing her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. didn't need to get shot for the plot <laughs> to go forward. <laughs> what so is she Arnold didn't. Schwarzenegger been shot? Yeah, <laughs> but the whole time she is. Cool, calm, collected, and cracking jokes to herself the whole time. Or to her and sister. On the she has a lot of great like one-liners here. Uh, the one, uh, uh, we're both doing great here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I'll, and when the, she like, flew too low, she's like, no, we're both doing great here. <laughs> they all come pick you up, just like casualness of everything. Mm-hmm. Because they're just two girls doing their job, you know? This is what I do. She has that genuine Spitfire action hero quip yes, thing that yeah. Bart Simpson talks about. That kind of, you <laughs> yes. know, like, uh, you know, that we can probably name some male actors, some John McClane type characters, but she nails the action quip. I don't care if yeah. I dot the Jack Burtonness of it, if you will. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about him. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, they ask Alexi where the Red Room is. He says he doesn't know. Drakeoff betrayed him and put him in prison. He tells them to go find Malena, their old mother, who's still working for the Red Room. They run out of, I put helicopter fuel. <laughs> it's, it's technically helicopter juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but with Marvel, you know, cosmic energy, gamma, <laughs> helicopter juice, it may as well be. Another cute moment was when uh, they get in, they first get in the helicopter and he's trying to talk to them. And this is kind of a running gag, I suppose. Um, he's trying to talk to them and they've got the the headphones on and they oh, can't yeah. hear him because he doesn't have the headphones on. That's right. He's trying to have a heart to heart. I love that he be- immediately begins trying to recapture the family feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, he tries to reconnect as if they've just been out of touch for a while. Like and they just reconnected on Facebook or something. So, so you guys have families? Are you fucking... You know, like they're just like, yeah, a lot has changed, bro. <laughs> but just like a dad, yeah. You know? um, have you talked to your mom lately? <laughs> yeah, divorce. Does she ever talk energy. about me? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm really into woodworking now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. They so they start walking, and again, I love the whole um. His bit with the so much red in your ledger. I'm so proud of both of you. So proud. You've, Dripping you've both, red. You've both killed so many people. I'm so proud. And the MCU generally shies away from people dying. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because they're not trying to kill people right now. They're not out killing people for money anymore. Elena is recently reformed. That makes them okay, good people. Yeah. So I, I think that's cool that, that he's saying it. And they're like, no, dude, come on. We're not proud of that. Yeah. Whereas when they were doing it, I'm sure they were like, yeah, man, I'm making, I'm making good money. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. They arrive to where Melina is training pigs. Uh, Melina. Melina is training uh, pigs. For, she's working for the Red Room, refining the chemical mind control process. They get kind of a family reunion of sorts. I like when they walk up and uh, Alexei says, honey, we're home. <laughs> Just the whole the American stereotype. Yeah. No, the entire like family reunion scene around the table, all of that is great. All the, the non-family squabbling? <laughs> yes. The non-family family squabbling? Yeah, exactly. It's really funny. It's really fun. Um, and Elena being the kid's sister, the, I didn't even say anything. Yeah. yeah yes. Perfect. Alexei's struggling to put on his old suit. Yes. Oh, my God. Precious. But then comes out. It still fits. <laughs> helmet, even the helmet, which he picks up whenever he leaves the room. Yes. <laughs> and right. Melina says, I never washed it once. I love how <laughs> fragile the piece is at the dinner table. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. Like they're all having a good time for a brief moment and then things fall mm. apart. Yeah. Which which is fun because it leaves things unresolved for the end. For them to then. The, the, the vodka shots only last like, you know, 10 seconds. That's 10 seconds of peace in your head. Yeah. Right. Because it's a lot of, it, of vodka to keep peace in the home. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> or, or, or vice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it takes eventually somebody going, wait, this is bullshit, you know, standing up. They're like, what's happening here? Right. Um, so yeah, then it turns out that uh, Melina had alerted Drakoff. His agents arrive. They're captured um, with Melina seemingly betraying them. Uh, they get taken to Drakov's airborne fortress. I have to admit that was played off pretty well. Yeah. I thought that she sold them out. Yeah, absolutely. The, I remember seeing it in the theaters and being like, what a twist, man. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. spy movie. But yeah. then they got me again. It's yeah, great. they got me this time. Absolutely. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, the airborne fortress where he keeps the widows. <laughs> the old widow Riley. <laughs> <laughs> In the air fortress where he keeps the widows. <laughs> so matter-of-factly. Uh, Melina um, frees Alexei, Alexei and Yelena from their restraints. Um, Natasha tries to kill uh, Drakov. Um, she's disguised as Melina. Melina's disguised as Natasha. We figure we get that reveal. Um, the same technology that she used in, uh, what was that? Oh, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. 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 The fake face. <laughs> um, uh, he reveals but Marvel's so good about that. It's like they'll give you flying fortress and then they'll give you skin type masks. So you're already like, sure, skin type mask. Like, I'm already on flying fortress for the widows. Yeah. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Well, yeah, and it's like space. We've got it. Like she mentioned, story. Yeah, she's space. like, I don't think the space god needs to take ibuprofen. So it's like, all right. Yeah, I love how much she's making fun of the Avengerness of it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, you're not one of the main Avengers. 
And she had to recruit. It's like she had to go to the Hulk on her own almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, uh, Drakov reveals that Taskmaster is his daughter, Antonia, that who was injured when Natasha tried to kill him in Buda, Budapest. Um, she suffered. That was the other joke. Uh, so it was the posing and what was the other one, Josh? The pest and pest. No, the other one. <laughs> With the. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't. Oh, 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 wait, wait. The posing. Oh, and the ledger. Yes. And the ledger. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And the, boot, I got you. And the, and the, the Budapest. How yes. she just can't pronounce it correctly. Well, no, isn't, but, is it, is it, is it actually pest? Like, I think it's. No, pest. no, no, no. It's Budapest. It's, it's Budapest. But. She said Budapest in a previous movie. So did and, Hawkeye. And then they bring it up in this. Okay. And Mason, Mason tries to correct her. It's like he says yeah. the Budapest uh place. Okay. And, yeah. And she's like, she, she says Budapest. See, I always thought and, it was just one of those things where like a different language's pronunciation of it was Pest. So I honestly I didn't realize. And I think that's the joke, is that she's like I I just say it differently. Yeah. Like if I, this- I say evasion. <laughs> uh so uh let's see. Uh it turned yeah, the the Drakov's daughter suffered severe um injuries, so he had to facial burns. Yeah, he had to tech technology her up and make her the so, taskmaster. He had to put a chip in the back of her neck. Yeah. yeah, is she brain dead or is it the chip that's making her have no personality? At this point, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to. It'll see. be interesting to see what they make of that. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so she can, she's the perfect soldier. She can mimic any fighting style she sees. But she's um, doused with the red mist later, and that works. So she has the same kind of thing as the widows, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah she's she like additional. She gets one thing. line after she gets misted. Yeah, I was gonna wait for that, but she's. But uh, you're right. Also, I think Draco probably put the chip in her before he even perfected the widow stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Alexi battles Taskmaster. Melina takes out one of the facility's engines. Oh yeah, that's right. Natasha can't attack Drakov because of a pheromone lock. <laughs> installed uh-huh. in every widow so she breaks her own nose so that she can't smell um, i thought that was a cool way to do yeah, it that, too that yeah. was pretty badass if you've ever, and if you've ever been to a con breaking your own nose so you can't smell is a good <laughs> good tactic it's the main reason why i won't try to go to san diego well and her breaking her own nose adds to the like falling off the roof and just hitting everything on the way down, and she, but she's still superhero lands. Um, yeah, she yeah. is very, very, very tough. And whatever they did to kids in her generation of the Red Room, I think is more than she's essential. Like she doesn't have the str- other than not having the same strength as Captain America. She absolutely has his durability. Yeah, she, well, well, well uh, I mean, she has significant like enhancement as far as durability compared to. Well, you know, like boxers and MMA fighters, the scar tissue starts to build up over the muscle Mm. as well. And you just start to become armored to a degree. Yeah. Get punched in the same spots. Um, I I love the line before she breaks her own nose. Uh, It's a callback line from 
uh, the first Avengers movie. Thanks. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. When she's being uh, interrogated. When she, uh, yeah. Fully, fully bound and held over a hole, too. Yeah. Which is what reminded me in Big Trouble. I didn't bother bringing it up as convoluted, but it totally oh. reminded me oh. of her doing that. Yeah. Just like hanging on for dear life. And you're like, oh, it's just exciting enough, you know. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Also, but yeah. Just, good callback. Also, just before this. Um, Yelena drops out of the, the ceiling and tries out a, a widow pose. That's right. It's like, ugh, disgusting. Yeah, she wants She's to throw up in her disgusting with mouth. herself for even trying it. <laughs> uh, uh, Drakov escapes as other Black Widows attack Natasha. Uh, Yelena gives them the antidote. Natasha um, copies the locations of the other Widows worldwide from Drakov's computer as his air fortress begins to explode and fall. Oh, and I want to point that out. Like, again, in the perfect Bond spy movie tribute, he reveals everything. Yeah. She she sits back and lets him even... She sees how he opens the computer program and his ring. And yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. She just sits back and lets him do the man thing. Talk, she talk, taunts talk. him into thinking he's in control. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And trying to get him to break her nose so she doesn't have to. Right. I, the thing that I love about this compared to most Bond yes, villains revealing it is that he's revealing it through his actions and his behavior. He's yep. just going through the motions because he's like got her tied to a chair. He knows mm-hmm. he's safe. And she's just watching him instead of him saying, and the plan is to do this and this. And, and I this. used a pheromone. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, they're showing not telling, but it's it's definitely that fun which of it. is is spy like spy movie stuff like a real spy movie they don't lay it all out for you bond is right. just action movie yeah right drakov never like held up his hand and said this ring is the key <laughs> well of, of course not that would be exactly re- that'd be stupid <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> uh so all right uh but they still have the scene yes um, so she gets two uh, antidote vials, uh, the two that are are that aren't destroyed. She frees Taskmaster. Um, Melina and Alexi escape on a plane while Yelena takes out the air fortress. Um, in free fall, Natasha gives Yelena a parachute before fighting Taskmaster while they fall. So <laughs> this is some Superman 2 level of falling. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. Just falling just and falling. How yeah. high in the atmosphere were were they in this airship? Right. Uh, yeah. Cloud level. <laughs> yes, but as we're learning, the things that people do and don't notice in the Marvel Universe... Yes. Yes. We nobody's brought up the big giant guy coming out of the ocean again. Yeah. And what the hell, Shield? Yeah. Shield's still around. (laughs) Yeah. Just dropping shit out of the atmosphere right and left. Uh um, so anyways, um they uh Natasha uses an antidote vial on Taskmaster after they land. Gives the other to Yelena along with the locations of the other widows so she can find and free them. Um, they and Here we we see Taskmaster is not just brain dead because her first words, her only words are, is he gone? Yes. Yeah. They, Thus they, revealing that she hated him the whole time. 
they missed an opportunity to make a real wacky joke. I think that really would have fixed Taskmaster's appearance. <laughs> I think give the people what they want. Wacky jokes. Just do it. Yeah, what well, would have been a good one? <laughs> Be like, oh, I'm glad I mastered that task. <laughs> All right, that's the winner so far. <laughs> um, glad I mastered that task. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> Daddy's home. No, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Consider this my. <laughs> I don't. I crossed that. Like, I crossed that task off the list. <laughs> I was adopted. Uh, Yelena had a another uh, sentimental line uh, when Natasha finds her. Uh, she says we're both upside down. That was a callback from the the first scene. Oh yeah, that was were, really cute. Yeah, that was cute. Thing. Yeah. Um, they the family says goodbye to each other. Natasha leaves with Antonia and the freed widows. <laughs> so wait, they they all left with the freed widows, right? Because at first Natasha was saying, you oh, I'm three sorry. go. Natasha leaves and the rest of them go with the freed widows. Natasha goes off on her own. She goes on her own because she's still technically in hiding. Okay, so she and didn't wait for... we see her for, new do before... She didn't wait for Ross to come get her. Because no. it seemed like she was going to initially. It did seem that way. There was and a it, deleted scene where that happens. Mm. But Al's right. He seemed close enough that it was hard to believe she got away, but she did get away. Yeah. But to be fair, he does have face blindness. Yeah. <laughs> he does, and he moves very slowly. Um, two weeks later, uh, Mason meets with Natasha. He gives her a Quinjet. She's going to go free the imprisoned Avengers from the island. Like That's when she shows her new do. Yeah. She yeah. has for yeah, the, the blonde hair. Endgame movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, credits roll. <clears throat> In an after credits sequence, um, after Endgame, uh, yeah. Uh, Yelena is visiting Natasha's grave when she meets Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who tells her that her death is uh, Hawkeye's fault. Natasha's buried in Ohio. Yes. Which I'm I'm sorry, Natasha. <laughs> no one deserves that. So Valentina makes a joke about it. Okay, I have a question. Did they go and get her body from Vormir? Oh, that is That's a good question. Test. I mean, we, we had a funeral, a funeral for a bird. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a funeral for Natasha. Did they just leave her body at the bottom of that thing? I, I had to, right? It exchanges for the stone. I don't think. I don't think. Or you think they're they, just bodies? I mean, Clint in that didn't. Pool? Co- I mean, Clint didn't come back with it. He didn't have her body when he showed back up. So I have to. That's stay true. There. Is it just a, uh, just a headstone? Yeah, it's probably yeah, an empty. Just grave. a headstone. Yeah. Maybe her uniform buried. Like bottle of vodka <laughs> just a bunch of knickknacks a couple of birds <laughs> a couple of after watching this i had to uh jump into infinity war to check out a, a few scenes mm. um because oh, yeah? you had to find the vest i had to find the vest yes exactly because <laughs> uh, yelena gives her the vest that she's so proud of uh-huh. um and yeah it was it's there See? as much as i don't want that to work it works every time I rewatch Infinity War. I see vest? it and I go, "Oh, look at that vest—the mm-hmm. one she got." From her <laughs> <sister."> yeah, 
That's awesome. I'm like, so easy. I'm so shallow. I didn't real. I didn't think about it. Now I'm gonna. That's all I can see now. Interesting. Because <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but that's all right. Jack Quaid, Billy Joe. Some things never change. You know, it was either like, that or, or Scarlett Johansson's just always whistling. So they went with the vest. Mm. You know, after seeing her sister. I forgot I could whistle so, all the time. That was another element that they would have missed uh, if they'd done this before Infinity War. Was the I mean vest. the vest? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> they had a vested interest. Anything. It's just a dumb, cute thing, but it it wouldn't have I landed mean, so much. They, they okay. Pro- Is that the reason why they lost? Was it the vest? <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. Uh. She had too many pockets. Um, her gun got snagged at one point and butterfly affected. Everything, yeah, out of control. Um, I think it's interesting that this was so... Um, so invested. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting that this was uh, the the first superhero movie released after Wonder Woman 84, whereas right after the initial Wonder Woman, it was Captain Marvel. It's like there's a Wonder Woman, then an MCU, like female superhero movie then another wonder woman then another mcu superhero movie hmm curious yeah i'm i mean it's obviously a coincidence this was supposed to come out before wonder woman 1984 but um yeah um you guys ready to rank it okay Uh, yeah so um like i said we kind of have all of those grouped here we got cap all of our 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 lady movies We've got Captain Marvel <laughs> and the two Wonder Womans there. So they're, lame. they're all from like mid to high twenties. Wonder Woman at number thirty. Um, I know so we don't necessarily have to compare it to the other female-led superhero movies. I, yeah, I think it's it's better than than the it's Wonder a- Woman movies and Age of Ultron. Yes. I would put it by Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man level. Would you, I, we're still in the clump of. Female I could level. live with that. Do you think it's better or worse than Captain Marvel? Oh, they're so different and important in their own way. Yeah, and similarly with Ant-Man. I really like Ant-Man, too. Yeah. And yeah. Th- th- these are all so different. This, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Almost. It's true. They don't. They really don't. Um, what do you think, Al? Hmm. 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 He has he has thoughts. I I mean yeah around that area I don't know precisely. What if we just break up the? Ant- <laughs> well, none of us knows for sure. What if no. we What if we just break up the Ant Men? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. The Sixty super and the, the Ant Men, women and children too. They shouldn't be sitting together. Uh, the, well, I mean, I'm trying to have a picnic here, so I don't oh, want they, that. They many make trouble. <laughs> Or Black Widows. Yeah. yeah or Spider-Man. Oh, my God. We've got so many insects. Yeah, let's do it then. Ant-Man, Black Widow, Ant-Man, and a Wasp. All right. Actually, we can throw a Spider-Man movie in there. We're putting Black Widow in between the Ant-Men at number 26. <laughs> the Ant-Men. <laughs> yeah, 60s British invasion group, the Ant-Men. <laughs> um, that's uh, it for Black Widow then this week. Next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we will be watching The Suicide Squad. Cool. James Gunn's confusingly titled The Suicide Squad. 
Um, that's next week. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been your host, Thoreau Smiley, and I'm going back to Ohio. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and I fought Captain America in 1993. I'm Brian Lesh, just another brainwashed pig. <laughs> uh, I'm Alaric Weber. I'm going to go fight my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I fought the mirror. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.